We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. Thank you and welcome to your Tuesday Almost Sports Program. Hello, my name's Jason Dick. That's my guy, C.J. Morgan. C.J., I considered doing, you know, last week I got all kerfuffled about what day it was thought it was thursday and it was wednesday yeah and then in the middle of the week i get confused i'm easily and then they have this whole time change oh yeah the time change totally wrecking me man totally wrecking it's not fair it doesn't it it does not affect me at all but well maybe that's because i've just scrambled my body clock 10 20 years of doing morning radio like my body's just like Sleep any second That's you can. That's slowly killing you. Any moment that you can. The the thing is, is I leave now uh, after it's already dark, and that's just depressing. That is kind of weird. I usually would imagine. leaving work, it's like, oh, I got time to go home and play in the sun. Uh-huh. And now it's like, I must <laughs> cook dinner and go to bed. It's It really is sad, especially since, you know, our other studio, unlike this one, has a window to right. the outside world. And right. when it gets dark at 5 it is depressing. Yeah. So it, 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 it hurts me. Luxurious studio post lightning bolt that we do this program from. It's uh, not bad. It could be dark. It could be night. It could be the end of the world out there. We'd have no idea. We are safe. I only know if Lizetta has a band upstairs because we can hear that through the ceiling. We're but, right above the drum <laughs> yeah. and horn section. But other than that, we have no idea what's going on in the outside world, which is more sad. Um, Going home from work and it's dark already, or going to work when it's dark? Because that's been my life that's again you. for, for yeah. 20 years. And that's probably, like, literally, I have no idea what time the darkness stops, but but I know it's after five something when I draw, drive in. The but dark- there's probably lots of people who drive to work when it's still dark out, right? Yeah, the darkness is sad no matter what. Okay. I, I dislike it all because... It does remind me of, A, working at the radio station back in the day when I had to get here at 5 and open the front door. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I used to, to do that. The front desk duty. But it also, like, seeing the sun comes up reminds me of my really partying days in college, and there's yeah. something depressing about that. But if, the, if you wake up and the sun just came up, it's like, ah, oh, and the birds are chirping, everything's great. Every once in a while, I'll find myself, yeah, on a on a weekend morning jog sort of situation, and I'm like, damn it, it this is, is beautiful. It is beautiful out here. Why am I wasting all of my morning slaving away over a hot microphone? I that don't is, know why. Yeah, a hot mic. Most of my uh, most of my the sunset viewing is, man, that. You ever walk out of a Las Vegas casino at seven a.m. and like Ooh, the sun is, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, yeah. no. It's gross. What did I do? Why? Why? Yeah, it's tough times. How did I go down there? Oh, uh, just because I was wondering. You were saying last week when I was confused, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Wednesday, that somehow that was a good thing because I gained a day. And I was thinking, should I should I try to trick myself into today being... See, I, I don't think I gained a day. I, I disliked that experience. Well, now you lost Should I day. just program myself that today was Monday... And then when I find out, actually, it's Tuesday. See, but you can't fool me. I know Mondays when I see a Monday. <laughs> okay. I know a Monday when I see it. Uh, today is a Tuesday Almost Sports program, and I like doing Almost Sports in Tuesday, on Tuesdays in November 
because the college football playoff committee is going to give us new rankings tonight, CJ, and we're going to predict what the uh, what the uh, what? college football playoff committee is going to Why do. Why is that group lazier than the coaches and Associated Press? They wait till Wednesday. Oh, they need several this. several days to deliberate. No, I would imagine it's a programming decision that uh, the, uh, the the ESPNs of the world, including they us, keep it separate. That's, that's us. Yeah, yeah. Come Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, you run out of stuff to talk about. Let's Wednesday put the rankings evening. out. Now you've got you. Know, this will fill you up, tide you over until the weekend, right? Good call. I think that probably is why they yeah. do it. Wednesdays are uh, rough. All right, so we'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, let's start with this. I did say yesterday that we would discuss baseball for the last time. Celebrating the Astros World Series victory. Uh, one more time for you, CJ. An estimated crowd of more than one million Houstonians Woo-hoo! showed up downtown Houston. Celebrate the Astros World Series parade started at noon, lasted a couple of hours. Mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. Then Ted Cruz got involved. Get to that in just a second. But I'm not really a parade guy. I don't know how or why. It just doesn't appeal to me. What do you do? You just you stand it's a couple of hours. You stand there and just wait for the the, yeah, the floats I don't want, to come by because you don't have action the whole time, right? Most of it, you're just standing around watching nothing. I don't want to be in a crowd anyways. Like, right. Then the, the whole point is just to be in a crowd to be in a crowd. No, thank you. Uh, but more than one million people on hand. Uh, did you see they did... Uh, they're like st- stacking up on the parking garages, people yeah, uh, yeah. watching from the parking garage. Somebody dropped their hat. Uh, and then they did this, it's a beautiful inspirational thing where somebody took the hat and they passed it all the way back up to the top of the parking garage. Cool, man. Yeah. When, they, when the Astros won it in 2017, they did it then too. I'm like, did you purposefully drop your hat now? You just so wanted to be on the camera. We could Twitter have this, this YouTube moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, a fun time for all involved. And then what happens? Senator Ted Cruz comes rolling by. And following in another military vehicle and Jeep is Senator Ted Cruz and family. We saw Ted Cruz in New York at the American League Championship Series. He was rooting on the Yankees, or the Astros, rather. And the lineup continues. <laughs> Man, that is a lot of booze. Like, that is hard to drown out. How like, does I, he keep getting elected? <laughs> Everybody. Because it's Texas, dude. He's going oh. to keep getting elected. Right, right. Uh, I, I do want to point out, what did she say there at the beginning? And following in another military vehicle and Jeep is Senator Ted Cruz. He's not in a tank. Like a <laughs> if, he, if he had to leave every time he left the house, he just required a tank, maybe you would not show up. No, that was just the fun thing that they were they were driving around there. Um, why? Why is Ted Cruz because he lives in Houston, he's an Astros fan. He's not affiliated with the the, the club, though, right? Yeah, but he's he's our, just, he's a senator from Texas. So if he wants to be in a parade, he says, "Damn it, I'll be in the parade." Yeah, he's a sports guy. Okay, Senator Ted Cruz w- was in the parade, and uh, it upset at least one individual. Who it was, uh, by most uh, accounts, the only arrest. May a million people show up. You got to figure. 20 or 30 of those fools are going to go to jail, right? No, only one. Only one person. A lot person. of open containers on that street. Yeah, 33-year-old man was taken into custody after uh, he threw a beer can. I think it actually was a White Claw, CJ. Is that a beer? Mm. That kind of was a beer it's can? It's an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, he threw a white can that narrowly missed the senator. As a matter of fact, it says here, it narrowly misses Ted Cruz's face, hits his hand as he attempts to block the projectile. 
I have not seen the video. You saw the video, right? I, I don't want to go full Sapruder film JFK on you here. How can it narrowly miss his face and then hit his hand well, that he's trying to block the projectile? Also, at Houston Police on Twitter originally said that it hit his hand and chest. That's what, yeah. And almost hit his face. <laughs> but clearly, if you watch it Zapruder style, he has a security detail with him, some guy uh-huh. in, a, in a plain polo shirt. That guy actually blocks it. Um, Ted Cruz ducks, he shies and ducks away. This guy blocks it, knocks it away, and then starts pointing, and then they they easily find and round up this guy. But it, it, it barely makes contact with Ted Cruz, so it's weird that he's, he's, he's going overboard with that. And then he tweeted, luckily this guy had a noodle arm and his white claw didn't hit me. And it's like, (laughs) noodle arm, he, he was on target. Right. Like, he was... Clearly That's on pretty target. good. I don't know if if I saw my least favorite senator on a parade on a on a parade float, and I've got a, a white claw. I'm not confident that I would be able to I would be able to get him with one shot. It, it right? takes a lot of nerve too. Yeah. And uh, I say good arm on that guy. It, it's just also just the way. Like I don't think Ted Cruz is a liar because I think he just lies to himself. Like you're getting mm. booed, and your whole thing is like, right. ha ha, uh, this noodle <laughs> arm couldn't even hit me with a white claw. But here's the thing. A true, real Texan. What did so many Astros do? Literal Astros in that parade and in parades before. What happens? You snag it out of the air and chug it. People throw beers at them. They snag it out of the air and chug it. Yeah. I mean, they are professional baseball players. I don't know if I'd hold Ted Cruz to the same standard. But it well, is, he is Canadian. He's that, not. Is he he's, Canadian? He's not Texan. He's mm. not a real. A real Texan would have grabbed it and chugged it. Yeah. Look, I don't... Mm. Let's not get political I don't want to get all here, political, but you got to grab it and chug it. I right? will remind you that it's election day, and so if you see Ted Cruz and you feel compelled to throw a beverage at him, go let your voice be heard at the polls today. Instead of using yeah, violence. He's not yeah. up for uh, re-election. This, uh, he's not on the ballot right now. Uh, yeah, the police report said that Ted Cruz was struck in the, quote, chest-slash-neck area, end quote, did not require medical attention. However, the unidentified suspect will face assault charges. If you are Ted Cruz, I mean, what did you say? Lies to himself? Like, he knows those boos are for him, right? Like, why yeah. is that a fun experience for you and your family there's, to go out and just be heinously booed everywhere you get? And there's you no, go, there's already people on Twitter like, no, there were cheers too, but there are multiple, multiple angles of video as his motorcade passes and the boos are loud and unmistakable. I mean, like, so, Roger Goodell gets booed at the NFL draft, and he kind of plays it up. He He's like, yeah, that's right, I'm the heel. He he leans into it. <laughs> Dude, he's when, not an elected public figure. When, Ted Cruz. When is, the Major League Baseball commissioner was handing the trophy over at the World <laughs> Series, he was booed. Yeah, yeah they booed those and he, people. And it, and it shook him. He started stumbling on his words. And I'm sure that they, he the, the commissioner would rather not face these people if he doesn't have to. And that's what I'm saying, Ted Cruz. These are your constituents yelling Dude, at you their disapproval. Ted Cruz loves it. He he loves he's, playing the victim and martyr. It's his mm, entire thing. Right. And he and he's a good internet troll. So, you know, this is <laughs> this isn't always it is uh it is a win for Ted Cruz. But more importantly, this is overall a win for the Houston Astros, your World Series champs. That's right, baby. And we'll be That's back right. next year to recap more baseball. This is it. This is our last baseball conversation. I found of the my year. Braves hat. I'm probably. Oh yeah, yeah. CJ is rocking a Braves hat today. Yeah. What hat do I have on? I don't remember which. Spurs. Oh, yeah, yeah. go Spurs, go! 
Man, we suck at tanking. What's going on in the NBA? I don't want to overreact because they're still a couple of weeks in, but are the Utah Jazz in first place? What did I keep saying? Like, every team in the West is going to get better except for the Jazz and Spurs. <laughs> and then the <laughs> they Jazz traded all their players, they, and they're like... <laughs> that's scary because yeah. now they're doing good, and they have unlimited first-round draft. They use right. the cheat code. Do they have eight wins? LeBron might not have eight wins until 2023, <laughs> and the Jazz are in first place. What's happening, man? Uh, what is happening? Uh, okay, uh, let's take a, a quick break. We're going to come back predict what the college football playoff committee is going to do tonight. It's Jason, CJ, Almost Sports, back after this. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. Hey, welcome back. It's Jason and CJ, 512-834-1027 is the phone number, or tweet at us at Almost ESPN Radio. Plenty to come on the program today. Is Odell Beckham Jr. going to be a Dallas Cowboy? I think he might. I That'd be kind of cool. Might. I like that guy. is uh, not a joke. Jeff Saturday is going to be the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, owner Jim Irsay in his explanation said a couple of, what, in, at least in my opinion, hilarious things. Um, were you ready? College basketball has begun. Begun. Longhorns want to know. We'll get to that, and uh, maybe something about the World Cup as well. Uh, but Tuesdays, uh, the college football playoff committee puts out their rankings. I believe it's six o'clock this evening. Uh, you can watch on ESPN. Uh, and yeah, Tuesdays, uh, we are going to predict what we think the committee will do. Lots of shakeup after just the, we're, we're only in rankings uh, week number two. Chaos. Uh, and yeah, some crazy things have happened. I predict, CJ, that in our ranking predictions, we will have the same top three, but a different number four. Interesting. Is that possible? Uh, as a matter of fact, I think there is now only one possible real top three that you can do. I'll let you go first, and then we'll we'll discuss. But I mean, yeah, what do you think is going to happen with the college football playoff rankings tonight? To me, it's pretty simple. I, you have four undefeated teams that have been around the top. Mm-hmm. Georgia, clear number one mm-hmm. after that beat down to Tennessee. Ohio State, number two. Mm-hmm. Michigan, number three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Alabama, number four. Wait, what? Yeah, because everyone loves Alabama. You can't have them <laughs> two, not in there. Two loss Alabama. Yeah, you got to have Alabama. Okay. Everyone loves Alabama. Uh, no, I put TCU. Um, and that's right. probably where we'll disagree because, again, they've been softer. And maybe the Big 12's not as vaunted as we thought. I happen to think it, mm-hmm. uh, it is a very good conference and has a lot of good teams. Uh, TCU number four. And then uh, Tennessee and Oregon. I, I probably would. That's tough. Because I guess I'll put Tennessee higher than Oregon because uh-huh. Tennessee wasn't beat down as bad as Oregon. That is kind um, of interesting. I didn't even really think about that because, yeah, both of them are 8-1 and one, and both of them have lost only to Georgia. So that's who the comparison. Is going to be the consensus number one team. Now, Tennessee's best win is Alabama. Alabama for sure. Uh, they also beat LSU, Tennessee did, right? I think so. Yeah. Oregon does not have any wins as good the, as, as those. So I think they... Uh, Tennessee will get the nod over them. Uh, yeah, you're uh, correct in that. First of all, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan is the most slam dunk top three in that order. Right now, yeah. I wonder if the, does the committee even discuss them? You ask, what's the delay with this committee? I am kind of, I would like, I want to be on the committee. Come on, guys. I work for ESPN. Put me in the committee. Yes. Let's, let's do it. Um, but yeah, I want to know, did they spend any time even discussing Georgia? Does anybody want to make the case for, if you think, I do think Ohio State might be the best 
college football team in the country this year. But in terms of resume, in terms of ranking, there is no possible way to argue that number one is not Georgia. Has Georgia had a bad or close game? Uh, I mean, yeah. they, they've had uh, some Missouri. starts that were sloppy. Three weeks-ish ago, maybe even a full-on month ago. What is time? Uh, Missouri. 26-22, you're right. Ha- and, yeah, the Missouri led in the fourth quarter of that game. Like, uh, Georgia had to be like, oh, oh, what's okay, it? That what's was that? wake-up You game. guys are going to give us a, a real game here? Uh, Kent State was only 39-22, but everything else mm. has been pretty, pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a pretty slam-dunky one, two, three. Ohio State, Michigan are going to play in a couple of weeks, so that will kind of work itself out as well. Uh, the real interesting thing tonight is what is the committee going to do it for? And I predict that they are going to put Tennessee at number Above four. Above TCU. And TCU will be interesting. five. Is that just because I said on this program last week several times, sorry, TCU, you can't get in, and I'm insisting that I am correct that they can't get in? No, of course not, CJ. Also, I just pulled up the AP and coach coaches poll, and the college football, I feel like those guys like to have a few things different, so it's like they're not cheating. It's not looking at the guy next to you's homework. Right. So I think they like to change things a little bit, and both the AP and coaches have, in that order, TCU, TCU for Tennessee and Oregon, so I think they're... They're going to have to swap. You know, I I would love to know about the motivations. Put me on the committee because, yeah. If you're on the committee, you would have to do extra work. You would not want to be on the committee. I like that kind of work. This is actually, this is my favorite kind of work, CJ. This is why, this is the number one reason why I don't want a 12-team college football playoff is because we're going to lose out on the hot take jackasses like us, all right, Uh, sports punditry talking heads arguing about who is four, who is five, because are we going to do who is 12, who yeah, is then 13? It then it doesn't who matter. Who cares? Who cares? Like, everybody is going to get in. Three teams who you don't care about are going to get in. Should have been six. And so, yeah, this is this is my favorite. The, the thing is figuring out who and what's going to happen. Uh, I said earlier that I think they released the ra- rankings on Tuesday, seriously, for programming reasons to give all of the – the, the, the talking head shows something to, to bat about in the middle of the week. Um, would they possibly <laughs> put out a, a ranking? To, you know, would they zag while the while the others from the other ranking specifically to make them more noteworthy? They wouldn't do that, right? Yeah, I think so. Come on, Good, they got they got to look. Um, but would they would they do this? I think they could put Tennessee ahead of TCU because well, first of all, last week they had Alabama ahead of TCU. Uh, so they have sure. already decided that, the that a one-loss team can be ahead of TCU. And what, the 10-point victory over Texas Tech that t- TCU scored, that's going to that's gonna jump them up to number they four? They were at home too, right? <sighs> Was that at home? I, I, I don't know 100% there. But I think it, it, uh, it gives the committee ultimate flexibility by... They're not saying necessarily that in the final rankings a one-loss team will be ahead of TCU. They've said several times that uh, in in uh, in the case of a tie, if the two teams are really close, then they will consider a conference champion over a non-conference champion. Yeah. So if they get to the end of the season and they decide, oh, you know what? Actually, we want to put TCU in ahead of Tennessee. They can say now they're conference champions. That's an extra data point. Bump up the Horn yeah, Frogs, but, but they can't do that if they if TCU loses twice to Texas. <laughs> well, right. If TCU loses even once to Texas, 
uh, which they are uh, the 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 underdog Saturday at, at DK. All Texas has to do is, in, is score double their second half score every game. Zero, three, now six, and they'll hang on. It'll you know, be just enough. You know, I'm a numbers guy, CJ, and the, so you, you sometimes lose me on these. What do they have to do? Well, they so, scored three last week. Yeah, they lost to Oklahoma State because they didn't score in the second half. Then do they literally score zero? Is that true? Yes. Then that can't be that can't be true against Kansas oh. State. Enough. Right. This week, they're going to they, double it. They're, they're going to score, score six, six in the second half. If, if hot take, ready yourself, CJ. If Texas scores only six points in the second half versus TCU, they will lose. TCU's been a second-half team, too. They, so. they will lose. No, I think that they – well, first of all, I also think Tennessee is better than TCU. If TCU is a touchdown underdog to three-loss Texas, if te- TCU and Tennessee were to play each other – I mean, TCU would be a significant dog, right? Uh, uh, I I agree. I think Tennessee's better. Tennessee's only loss is to Georgia, the number one team in the country. It was in uh, Athens. It was a 13-point loss, which isn't great. Uh, I guess what I have going against me, if Tennessee's going to be number four, their best win, Alabama, is now now not as best. But I... I, uh, Never mind. I was about to say you have to count the win of the team at the time. But no, a I lot of that. times you'll have like a <laughs> like at the first of the year Notre Dame will be ranked number two, right? And then Ohio State mm-hmm. Ohio State beats number Miami's another classic example. They'll be in the top ten for a hot minute and then yeah. disappear. Yeah, I don't think that. I, I think what team did they end up being is what you should count more. You know, but uh, Tennessee their their best win Alabama just got a little bit worse, but they also beat LSU, so that got a little better. I just think uh, I think Tennessee will be four, and uh, I think it is still possible. It's obvious Clemson and and uh, uh, Alabama losing TCU. It is now very possible that you could get in to the college football playoff. Although I'm not a hundred percent like if Ohio State and Michigan play a close game, I'm not sure that either of them has to drop below Tennessee, uh, but excuse me, below TCU. Uh, and again, I'm not I'm not sure that a Pac-12 champion like Oregon wouldn't overtake TCU uh, by the end. Uh, but as of tonight, I'm going to go Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, TCU, Oregon. Okay, so we're same but different. And then after that, do you? I mean, is there anybody else you need to rank? Clemson is still eight and one. They can't make it. Green Wave, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, USC's in the mix. USC, they'll probably have to play Oregon at some point. What about um, LSU? <clears throat> Two loss LSU could it? Because LSU could win the SEC championship. We, we could viably have. Some two lost teams that are in the five six if, or more discussion. This is the final that, that really is all is of the, possible this year. All of the ifs. If LSU wins the remaining regular season games, and I, I'm I'm not looking at their schedule, but if they if they win those games, they will go to the SEC championship game. Right? They have the head to head tiebreaker over Alabama. If they were to beat undefeated, don't forget Ole Miss is eight and one. That's on. Is that on LSU schedule? Or are you so. just saying that they're in in play I, as well? They're in play as well, but I think they are in the same uh, East or West. Or if whatever they, the crap. if LSU were to beat Georgia, they lost to LSU. Never mind. Right. They, I think they have all the tiebreakers. Yeah. That's why if they win the the remainder of their games, they'll be in the championship. If they beat Georgia, would you put a two loss SEC champion in in the college football playoff? It depends on oh. on the other two losses, which again, this is a very bizarre, fun year. There could be multiple two losses. Now I now I love that this are in one. contention. 
LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, but they LSU does not get in. They still put Georgia in. Despite, a one-loss Georgia versus losing. a two-loss SEC champion LSU. Mm. That's mm. going to be bizarre. Mm. I love college football playoff talk. Uh, Ole uh, Miss still has to play Alabama. Uh, let's look at Georgia's schedule, which, again, they have their, their nemesis. Uh, they don't have their nemesis at the end of the year. Is Georgia, oh, wait, I clicked on LSU. Georgia Tech, is that their nemesis? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I believe I they, think play. they play the Yellow Jackets last. But let me, yeah, let me look at Georgia's uh, schedule. We know Ohio State has the big one against Michigan. Then the... Uh, uh, 10, 12, whatever they are, championship. Not bad for not bad for Georgia. Mississippi State, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. Pretty easy slide. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't get caught slipping mm-hmm. on this. Don't get mm-hmm. caught looking ahead. And then the Big 12, or I'm sorry, uh, SEC championship. So right. Right. that's, that's uh, easy and let's, three games. Let's just remind people, uh, what does Texas need to happen so they can make the college football playoff? I mean, they need to win out. I'm not sure if there's... Tiebreakers involved yet? If, is there? Because OSU lost twice, so I now meant, there's not I meant the, the weird... college football playoffs. Oh, I was just making a joke. That's easy. <laughs> Everyone needs to lose at least four of their next games. Yeah. So uh, no, if Texas they, wins the rest of their games, uh, there's no more tiebreakers to consider. Uh, Texas will be in, probably in a rematch versus TCU. Beat TCU the first time though. Let's do that. Yeah. One one game at a time. Hey, yeah. score some more in the second half. <laughs> score Let's more. Do that. And more than the six that CJ has prescribed. I've never as well. seen. I need more than six. I've never seen bad defenses get have more energy in the second half than a Texas good offense. Like they're usually it's the defense that wears right. down and tires, but it's particularly when you've got Bijan Robinson running circles opposite. around them over and over again. We should be wearing them down. But, uh, I got uh, another college football controversy that I'm oh. going to address during today's top 10. It oh. happened again this weekend. Ooh. Some goalposts were torn down, some fields were stormed, and I don't think it's necessary. So I'm, uh, I'm going to create right now the rules for when and why you can storm the field are, and tear down your goalposts. Are you ready with the top 10? Because we can do that next. I have one other college football note that I would like to jam in there before we do that. You want to do that next? Let, Let's let, program the show on the fly here. I'll see what I can do. Okay, this good. Break, right? <laughs> at Almost ESPN Radio. You can tweet at us or call 512-834-1027. It's Almost Sports back in a second. The Almost Sports Show with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. 512-834-1027 or tweet at us at Almost ESPN Radio. Uh, speaking of, uh, of Twitter things, I want to ad- address some hot take jackassery that I've seen in the space, CJ. Uh, first of all, at Chris Falica. I don't know who that is. Sounds like a wang term. His his, uh, Twitter picture is a bear, but he's got one of them blue check marks by his name, which at least for now means something, right? I guess, dude. You gonna you gonna get an eight dollar check mark? No, no. I I don't. Listen, am I upset that they're like weekend sports and weathermen in Des Moines, Idaho, Iowa, whatever the hell, some all over the place, some butt nuck city somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I don't even know what that term means. I made it up. Um, Okay. Uh, yes, it's a little disconcerting that food bloggers with 300 followers have a blue check mark, and <laughs> I don't. Got, we should have gotten the food blog game, but yeah, it's it's. Have you tried? It's dumb. I really, five yeah, years ago, something like that. Maybe at even the radio station, yeah. Because the reason was is they wanted to sell us as like, look, he's verified. He can push you a product. Yeah, and then like none of us Our were able to get verified. Our 1940s radio host, by the way. Hey, that drink Morgan. Oh, he's verified. verified. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, uh, anyway, <laughs> Chris Valica, Valica, as of uh, today, verified, uh, tweeted, Saturday will be Alabama's 164th game since the start of the 2011 season. It's the first time that they're playing a regular season game without having a chance to win the national title. So the first time in over a decade that they will take the field in the regular season already eliminated from national title contention, to which I would say, what, do they got two losses? Some pieces? To, we here in, in 40 Acres land, we're not giving up hope that, what did you say, CJ? All the teams ahead of us just have to lose four times? It could still, it could still happen. Uh, but uh, he continued, only twice since 2011 has Alabama taken the field without a chance to win the national title. 2013-2019, both bowl games that were not the national title game, are, are the only times that Alabama has played when not having a chance to win the national title. I would say that's some... That's that's fun with numbers and stats and it's whatever. It's also fun that at the beginning of the year, Saban was like, last year was a bad team. It was an off-season. It was a it's rebuilding like, year, right? Yeah. <laughs> my brother in Christ, you played in the national championship and barely yeah. lost. Uh, but I, I didn't even really know that this was a thing, but apparently I, I've seen it multiple times on our own network, CJ, on ESPN. Uh, Paul Feinbaum. Oh, you better watch your mouth, Jason. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum has declared the Nick Saban dynasty over. Uh, I mean, Ryan Clark is a more of a pro football guy. I just heard him ask, is this the end for Nick Saban and the Alabama dynasty? They lost by one point in overtime versus LSU on Saturday in Baton Rouge. Yeah. They lost but in Tennessee by 52 to 49 last minute loss. Like why are we even are we really entertaining these conversations? Yeah, that, I, th- I think it's 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 what are you talking about? It's our Wednesday hot take jackass yeah. or you got to have something like that. But I I will say uh the college football landscape has changed. It's with NIL and Yeah, but and, Alabama is adapting right along with them. Sure, I they, would say, they are, but I would say Alabama had more of an advantage before, and I'd maybe even toss that to some other SEC teams. But now, think about think about this. Um, look at what happened when the transfer rules changed and Jalen Hurts was like, man, two is better than me. I mean, I, I've got yeah. he's going to start. I'm going to go to Oklahoma. I'm going to go to Oklahoma. You're going to, you're not, if you're Jason Dick, Freshman running back on Alabama. Oh, I'm feeling this one. I and like this you one. know yeah. you're a redshirt freshman, so this yeah. is your year. But you're damn, damn good. Yeah. However, the junior running back on Alabama is also NFL caliber. He's really good. You're splitting shares, so but I'm it's not going to see the field for a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you're seeing the field, but it's seventy thirty, and you know going into the sophomore year that he's not going into the NFL. Hmm. Are you going to stay as a sophomore at Alabama when it's his senior year? He's going to be Patton. He's a Heisman contender. Or are you going to transfer to, I don't know, maybe a, maybe Michigan or maybe Oregon or somewhere that is a, a contender uh, in another okay. Texas, baby, or Texas? I'm yeah, transfer to Texas. I mean, I'm I'm serious. Like, it doesn't have to be a running back, but any yeah, player at no. Alabama that's third tier um, is still a probably a five four star recruit, but your third tier offensive lineman and you're going to be stuck at third tier for a couple of years but you could start right away at Cincinnati uh yeah uh I see where your, your point uh, so I, I think it's kind of leveled it and I think uh as as well as there is a lot of prestige at playing at Alabama 
and it's more of a, a, a NFL factory, and that's the goal, right, is to make it into the NFL. Yeah. But if you're pretty damn good and you can make some money and not know about NFL, but you can still make some money playing at yeah. A&M instead of sit, riding the pine at Alabama, you, you might do that. Let me ask you this way. Uh, freshman uh, running back standout, Jason Dick. What kind of a runner am I? Am I like a shifty Reggie Bush kind of uh, speed You know, honestly, guy, that's what I, I had in mind. Am I like a Derrick Henry? Uh, just, See, I was thinking the guy above you I'm was Derrick that Henry. i and end a linebacker's life. I, I'm thinking that you're you're shifty. I'm shifty? I like you as the shifty. Ooh, I love it. You're, I love you're, it. You're, I love your frame's shifty. more built for being a downhill <laughs> runner, but that's the thing is you're surprisingly fast in the flat. Yeah. When, when you get out on the edges. Oh, hold on. Am I still this size? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm the shifty that's, Reggie that's Bush That's what's type? surprising about it is, is, is people, you're deceptively quick. And then they go to tackle and hit you, and not only are you able, you're a force of nature, you can plow over guys, but the thing is, is you can move. You can step and turn. You don't have to rely on your body and size and weight to plow over guys. You're nimble. You can move. You took ballet classes your senior year of high school just to perfect your style of running. Someone did that, right? I uh, I uh, yeah, like I think that, that's that, a thing. I think that's in my brain take, for some reason. I feel like it was like an 80s or 90s NFL thing where guys would take dance classes to learn agility or be more light on their feet. Or be present like with your body. Uh, this is fun. Uh, not since a uh, shout-out to my freshman uh, basketball teammate, Chad Sellers, who said at the time that I was deceptively quick. Uh, I played freshman basketball as a point guard, CJ, all right? Because I'm that's unselfish, weird. like to distribute. Uh, also, I was only 5'8 then. I hadn't really grown. Uh, still real soft, okay? And so, yeah, when he called me deceptively quick, I was like, are we just saying that I'm fat? And I don't want to get... <laughs> that I'm a fat basketball player? contact under yeah, the net? Yeah, um, I was pretty good at basketball. Let's go. Let me take that back. I yeah. wasn't. Um, I could not dribble. I could not pass. I could not defend. Plenty of guys in the NBA who can't do those things. But I could stand in one spot beyond the arc and I could most of the time I could hit threes pretty easily really uh, and then I played with some friends and thought I was like oh I still have that ability like I, I don't have to defend or do anything I'll just kind of lazily jog and stand here when I get the ball shoot and make it turns out you can lose that skill pretty easily mm. real easily okay I describe myself as more of like a Magic Johnson who could shoot type player yeah. Okay. Who didn't have HIV. That's how I would describe myself. Nice. Okay. I was a, more of a Peja Stoyakovic also without the HIV, and I could just kind of stand there and shoot. <laughs> Peja, okay. No, I mean, he did, I just off. thought if you're You should always just there, point out that you yeah. don't have HIV. That's fine. Uh, how do we get... Oh, okay. No, hold on. I'm going to address your... Uh, Back to college football, the Jason. Transfer, Nimble. The transfer portal does, I think... It is not does not favor Alabama no. because yeah they're such a recruiting powerhouse that normally they would just rake them all in and put them all on the shelf and be like I get to you when I get to you and now if you don't get to the guy he can get up and leave immediately. Also, do you think the mentality of a young player is I want to shine, I want to be a star, and right. Al- Alabama's right. not about stars; they're about Alabama. But um, now you can transfer and you can go be a star somewhere. I I think that I think Alabama has done a good job adapting with the changes of college football. Specifically, like, there was a time, you know, when Texas was playing Alabama in the national championship game, Alabama was still running a pro-style offense, a pro-style Greg McElroy under center, let's hand the ball off to a running back, the I-formation run downhill, and now nobody does that. They run the spread like everybody else does. So I think Nick Saban has adapted in that way. I think the, the name image likeness thing 
is very advantageous to them because they have boosters with unlimited funds, and yeah. so they're they're spending a lot of money there. Um, but yeah, you're right. The transfer portal portal does sort of level the playing field. But I think in in general, Nick Saban has done. When you compare him to Dabo Sweeney, I would be more concerned about Dabo and Clemson. I don't know if this is uh, different this year. Last year, the first year that the transfer portal was just open and you could go anywhere without having to sit out a year, Dabo had zero transfer players on his team. And I'm like, that's not a good idea, man. And so I don't know if he is correct at that. He, yeah, he thing. wasn't into that whole thing. And he's, I know he's real. He pushed back against the name image likeness and paying the players. And he says, I pay him, I pay him with my gospel and my interesting uh, views of the world. Also, the longer... Clemson goes without having successful college football playoff seasons, do you think the luster and shine starts to diminish yeah. because they're an ACC team, they had their great years, but now maybe that's... I, I would worry more about Clemson than I would Alabama. Look, it's a... Because they're not as sexy as Michigan, Texas, Oklahoma, A&M, you name it. You know, there are the Notre Dame even. I mean, they're a lot more exciting... The momentum snowball sort of effect. Snowball? Is that what the right word word is? Yeah, uh, effect of of, uh, recruiting. It happens real fast. And yeah, if you you go a couple years, Clemson, without making the playoff, then yeah, I do think that you're in danger of sort of being forgotten about or or left behind. Uh, You know what? With that in mind, let's talk Texas A&M. And is it about to fall apart for Jimbo Fisher? I mean, it's oh. falling apart this season, but I mean like fully fall apart. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, talk Aggies for a second, and then CJ's top 10 on the other side of this break. The Almost Sports Show with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. 512-834-1027 is the phone number. You can tweet at us at Almost ESPN Radio. Some spirited college football conversation on the program today, which I believe is uh, the uh, top 10 is going to be in that uh, in that wheelhouse as well. Yep. Uh, laying out some new rules for the uh, NCAA, some new protocol. One sec, and we'll get to that. Anthony Hill Jr. is the second-ranked linebacker in the class of 2023. He has decommitted from Texas A&M University. It was this past summer that he chose uh, the Aggies over Texas. So obviously this is this is good news for the Longhorns. Look, I don't I don't really care. It's not right to say I don't care about recruiting. Obviously it's, it's like very the number one thing that is indicative of success in college football. I don't really follow it and I think it's kind of weird when 40-something-year-old men sell it teens. Well, I was going to say celebrate a 16-year-old who decides that to he's going to go hat. there. But, but, yeah, moreover, the ones who are in their Twitter mentions just telling them what a loser they are when they choose the wrong school. I'm like, really, man? Yeah, really? it's, it's weird. Uh, I've noticed it especially just because, again, we're Texas, you're not. The, the hate for the Longhorns has oh. uh, trickled over to high school football in Louisiana where Arch Manning will beat a team 49 to nothing like yeah but they're division one and, it, oh, uh, yeah. and it's like yeah you're an adult man living in college station right brian you didn't even <laughs> go to a&m you went to university of the stars fort lauderdale i don't know lynn college lynn college but hey lynn yeah. college is good don't yeah. hate on Blaine. uh no i i just bring it up to say i don't really follow recruiting so i'm not and i'm not doing this to dunk on the aggies i did not have any strife when the aggies had the number one class over the summer and so i will also not celebrate uh that people are jumping off jumping uh off of the sinking texas a&m, sh- A&M ship but i bring it up to ask this 
and you sort of uh, mentioned it there, CJ, if Clemson continues to not make the college football playoff, is that going to long-term uh, affect them? And yeah, it happens fast. It doesn't even have to be long-term. We were the, the Speaking of uh, Arch Manning, Quinn Ewers originally committed to Tom Herman in Texas, and we were on top of the world, and then had a bad month. He decommitted, others decommitted, yeah. and before you know it, Tom Herman I, is fired. I was worried about that this year. Is uh, Aggie, are you worried, or maybe you're encouraged by this, I don't know, are you worried that Jimbo Fisher might be fired if he continues? I mean, because this guy, I don't know who Anthony Hill Jr. is, but come to come to Texas, buddy. Uh, he's not the only one. Lots of Aggie recruits are now saying, ah, you nah. know what, I'm going to reopen my recruitment. I'm, a, I'm, I'm back. I'm a free agent once again. Uh, are Aggies, are you worried that you might be running out of Jimbo Fisher time? I mean, they that dude's on the hook for a lot of dough, so he's not going anywhere, but it seems a lot of players Every are. time I'm, I bring that up, Ed Clements texts me and says, they're not firing Jimbo Fisher. They owe him $100 million. They just print money f- over there, Ed, just anyone. like we do, okay? They just print money. They don't care. They can get mad enough you know, at him that they I will, will say, fire him. Um, it is kind of sad for Texas and Texas A&M being two traditional powerhouses, the two, I guess, financial merchandising biggest colleges, universities yeah. in the country. And why aren't we better? Both. Like, if you look at Penn State and USC, both uh, better records over the last mm. decade, Penn State had a coach molesting kids and were what had sanctions for years. USC was cheating and had sanctions for years, yeah, and every yeah. year they're still at the top of possibly winning the their respected conferences. Like why 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 aren't we better? What A and M and Texas like it, it's know. it's just been why aren't we better man stuck in a stagnant yeah. pool. TCU's the best team in the state right now. Yeah. Nah, I don't believe that. Baylor's, the best Baylor's been better, and yeah. and you, we've said this multiple times. Baylor used to be the bye week. Okay. In in the Big 12. Now you're hurting me, CJ. This is hurtful. Let's do it. Uh, top 10 well, every day. There's a new top 10 list on this program. CJ, what do we have today, man? Top 10 times when it's okay to storm the field. This goes maybe <laughs> to high school, definitely for college because we've seen it too much. Uh, it, it's frustrating. It's dumb when it happens for, uh, for no reason. Um, so here you go. These are my top 10 rules. I might add, I might change uh, as we go along. But this is when like it's this. okay to storm the field okay, and maybe even tear down the goalposts. <laughs> Number 10, you win the division for the first time or first time in decades. Your first division win. Okay. There you go. You're, that means you're bowl eligible. That means you win your division and you mm-hmm. go to the championship of whatever. Yeah. Number nine, you win the division against the team you are tied with in the standings. Last game of the year, you're tied with the team. This win clinches against them. Sure, storm the field. I'm only saying that because Texas State did that. Three weeks in a row. Really? Three weeks in a row? I stormed the field. Well, because we had to win out. So, well, it it was a win. Then the official division win, which we didn't actually win. We just, by beating that team, we tied them so we're co-champs. And then the next week was a first playoff win. Uh, a lower tiered team beat a ranked Power Five team. I'm uh, going back to Appalachian State beating Michigan. Yeah, totally acceptable. Storm the field, although that was in Ann Arbor, I believe. Uh, but if, if you beat a ranked opponent, you haven't beat in the last ten years straight. 
So that means mm-hmm. I give Tennessee the okay because they hadn't beaten Alabama in 10 or so years. Yeah. You beat a ranked opponent. You haven't beat them in, in at least at least 10 years straight. Uh, number six, and these are the top 10 times when it's okay to storm the fields. Uh, six, if you're Texas Tech, who cares? You're drunk trash and you do what you want. Plus, they already, the gold posts are foldable. Wait, are you saying Texas Tech has a free pass? They yeah, can go anytime they want? They're going to do it wow. any, anyways. If we tell them wow. they can't, they're going to want to do it more. Now, <laughs> if we tell them we don't care, it's not going to matter. Uh, number five, your first win is a program in a new division or tier. Why not? You move uh, up. You're in a new place. It's your okay. first win. All sure. right. That seems like a low bar, but sure. Uh, Number four, your first and only win of the season. <laughs> you win. Oh, so like if you're o no, you can't storm the f- if you're o and nine, yeah, o and ten, o and eleven, last, and then the last, last game, game of the year you win. You're gonna storm the field your first and celebrate and your one and eleven yep. season. I think so, man. I think I hope so. somebody does that. Actually, I would love to see that. Uh, Number three, you beat Texas. But you're in DKR and have more fans because lazy season ticket holders sold their seats. It will never get that bad. Storm the it field. Will never get that bad. I mean, bad. UTSA was close where I was sitting. <laughs> and I was in some pricey seats. I guess it will. What I'm saying is, it'll never get so bad that it will. It would be an effective road game for Texas, where the the majority are not burnt orange wearing supporters. But I guess, do you need a majority to storm the field? You could just, no, just storm the run field. out of whatever that is, Section 128 You do need a good chunk of people for down. the goalpost to come down. As I was watching in the uh, when Kansas beat uh, Oklahoma State, yeah, uh, I was like, oh, the goalposts are about to pop out with the lock they, in the ground. But no, they, they were bending. It. it was bending. <laughs> oh. Like the metal was, like if you have a, a fence you're trying to pull down and break the pole, that, yeah. that's how it happened. And it took a lot of people climbing on that. It just looked dangerous. Hmm. Uh, number two, let's say you're playing a ranked opponent, a rival even, and a miracle Hail Mary or shoot and ladder play. Maybe even a two-point conversion seals the win. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Just like a, uh, a, a dramatic finish. A huge dramatic yeah. finish. Okay. And I, I'm going to add the caveat. It's got to be the end of the season. This has to be a okay. last game at home. Uh, and number one, the only reason you should really storm the field, tear down a goalpost, Number one, the only reason, mm-hmm. the real reason, mm-hmm. you win the effing championship. Mm. If you win the championship, storm the field the and celebrate. The national championship or in, in like the, the Big national championship? The big champ, whatever that might be. If you're high school, you win the state championship, oh, okay. even though it's on a neutral field. So the field. final game, the last game. The you, last you game, are the, the last championship. Man standing. Correct. Okay. Then you get to storm the field, and that's it. Hmm. Rest of these, I guess, but... What uh, tweet at us at almost ESPN Radio? What do you think of CJ's rules? Criteria for, for storming the when field. you're allowed to storm the field. I I'm gonna say, what's the thing that they say about porn? It's cool. I can't. I like it, <laughs> but you should pay for it because sex workers are people too, and it's not an easy job. That's exactly what I meant. No, uh, I it's hard to define, but I know it when I see it. Like I know correct a, yeah. a time when it makes sense to storm the field. And I'm going to say LSU when you beat Alabama last Saturday in overtime. No, because you would beat you know, storm them. Storm the field, yeah. You, you would you, you your recent national just champs th- three years ago, four years ago. You don't storm you, the field. You were the best team, arguably in the history of college football. You're making storming the field mean nothing, right? And that's, that's what you're doing Tech it to doing. yourself. Texas Tech would be a favorite over teams. In How many storm times the field? in the Big Twelve alone has? 
field's been stormed this season. Yeah. Too many. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of uh, field storming. Tweet at us at almost ESPN radio. What do you think, Jason? CJ back in just a second. Hold on.